Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Welcome to the Movers Mindset Podcast, where I talk with movement enthusiasts to learn who they are, what they do, and why they do it. My guest today is Eric Araya Madrid. Welcome, Araya. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. I sometimes I wish that, you know, I wish we could record the parts before we record the parts that we keep, but I, I'm always tickled pink and usually pretty excited before we even start because I had a chance to talk to you for half an hour already. <laughs> um, so we talk about a couple different things and I think we were getting into some, well, my opinion anyway, really interesting stuff when we we're talking, I asked you about like the cadence about switching between different projects. Um, you're a self-described hobby hoarder. I'm, yeah, steal, yeah. I'm stealing that phrase, by the way. That's awesome. And, <laughs> I think I stole uh, it from someone else. So it's oh, well, that's fine. I'm, I'm going to give you credit forever. <laughs> do you do you find that there is a, I, and when we were talking before, I said that, a cadence. Do you find that there's a cadence to when you switch or is it literally just the ADHD problem that I have too, which is just every shiny thing, that's where I go? Or, or do you find that sometimes I go through weeks before I switch? Yeah, I mean, it's all over the place. Like there's sometimes it's just like, all every day every class is something every hour is something different there's definitely times where I like get a little more like focus into one area um generally that comes from some sort of like external goal that's happening whether it's like I have a scheduled performance for a specific um, apparatus or I'm trying to make a specific video um or I have like a specific skill that I'm trying to get but in general and also I feel like the switching helps me in other areas because not just because things are directly um, impacting one another, like, you know, something like pole and straps, which are both upper body um, or like parkour and lifting, but because, um, you know, when I use like one part of my body, I, like my body tires out and I'm like less effective at learning and um, not just physically, but also mentally. So switching kind of helps like reset me. I do the same mm -hmm. thing and just like in life and I'm like more um, productive the more that I switch. <laughs> and we were talking about, I'm always curious. I, I often say, I'm not creative. I don't make things. And then I shake my head like, duh. But I don't make visuals. Like I don't, create videos. I mean, I, I might take a selfie on Instagram or something, but I, I'm not out trying to create visual art. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm super curious whenever I encounter somebody who has all the deep history, like you have a deep history, like way back in gymnastics and, and other movement practices after that and parkour. And I'm always curious about what it was like for them when they switched from, I'm going to say just, I'm air quoting, just being the performer and then also being maybe the performer and the creative who's trying to create the visual artifact. And I'm just wondering what that switch was like for you. And I mean, I know it opens up all new avenues of creativity, but like, do you recall what that was like when you first, you know, the here come the iPhones and now we can just like lean this up against the nearest thing and hit record? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think a note on creativity, and I'm sure you know this, I'm just like, I always want to encourage people when they say that there's no such thing as like, I mean, like some people might be born with like a tendency to be more creative, but creativity is definitely a skill set. So it's not something that like anyone who doesn't, who thinks they don't have it just means they haven't practiced it. You can always get better at creativity. Um, but as far as um, the switch goes, I think that there's just like, there's a benefit to both. Um, it's like, uh, in one side, it's less mental, 
work when someone's telling you what to do. You're just like, <laughs> you know, you know what you have to do. And that's something I love about like a, a set performance, something like that. It's like, I know what I'm doing. I'm not stressed about it. I'm just trying to get better at this one thing. You hit this like relaxing mode. When you go into more of being like in charge and doing your own thing, it's a lot more work mentally. You're like, well, how do I make this new? How do I make this different? You know, it switches it up, but it also opens you to more, um, more things. You know, you have more opportunities and more ideas that you can pursue. So I'm it, thinking about the mental shift, right? Like, uh, I'm not a performer physically, but you know, if I'm trying to do something in parkour or a movement context, I, don't, I only have to imagine my first person perspective. Like, how do I get over the thing, or how do I do X? Mm-hmm. Um, but when you switch, like we're describing here, to becoming the person creating that visual artifact, now you're also trying to imagine how do I do the thing so that it creates what I want to create from that other perspective. Um, yeah, I feel I, like that would also be a fertile, um, a fertile field for helping you expand. Yeah, and I mean, gosh, it's just gotten so much more. It's tricky. I mean, it's gotten easier and harder at the same time. Like as technology grows and as more people are online, it's it's uh it's easier. You're going to get you have a bigger audience. It's also more competitive. And you notice a lot with like content creation. It's just like very trendy a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like it's hard to fight that urge of just like, oh, why am I doing some like why don't I just like hop on a trend? That's the easiest <laughs> thing to do. You know, like really. <laughs> and, or am I going to like spend because it's so funny, like you'll spend hours editing this video and making this really cool thing. And you're just like, I love this. I put it out there. And it's like, <laughs> your Crickets. best friend saw it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you do something really dumb and you're like, whatever, I'm going to make a post today. So I'll just like this video that I was going to throw away. And then everyone watches it and likes it. And you're just like, what? Why? <laughs> yeah. But I often, so yeah, I, I you're, you're right. I completely agree with you. And I'm thinking that uh, I put up a post in Instagram of like a photo of a trailhead sign, you know, like here we are, we're about to hike up this, you know, and I mean, it's like a total throwaway junkie, you know, how yeah, long is yeah. your arm selfie? I mean, it's like total right out of the 1998 and the, everybody liked that one more than like anything I've posted in like three years. I was like, seriously, do you know how much harder I work on making podcasts and making sure? Yeah. And then I, I thought, which are the things that are personal though? Like, if I post up a, um, a cover art from an episode with a guest, okay, that's great. That's mostly the guest. But when mm-hmm. I post a picture of me, then people, uh, so now I'm beginning to wonder if, yeah, maybe it's actually better if the little throwaway things that we, like you and I, like these little throwaway things, they may actually be the better things that we're creating because they connect more readily with, with the people who we know. Oh, I just went down a whole rabbit hole for like, I mean, I've been in this rabbit hole, but like I do st- I like to do so many things and they aren't even related at all. Like, well, they don't feel related at all. Like I do a lot of like fun dog training with my, with my dogs and I do like arts and craft stuff and like play music. Sometimes I've been getting back into acting and then I have all my movement stuff and like my school stuff. And I was like trying to at one point open all of these different social media pages. And I'm like, it's a totally different audience. You gotta have 20 different Instagrams. And I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna, I literally can't do this. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to post them all in one place. And if you don't like it, then you can unfollow me. I don't care. <laughs> I don't have the energy for it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's benefit. I mean, it really, it's like, ultimately you don't, I mean, there's definitely you know, you can have people following you for a craft for sure. But I think there's just this parasocial element with 
it's something like, you know, the internet where it's like, and, and I notice it too. It's like, you want to feel a connection to the person you're watching. Otherwise it's like the same as like a, a Hollywood movie or like a Netflix show. It's like, no, you're following this person because you want to follow them as a person. Yeah. Do we really connect with Nike? Not really, you know, but like yeah. we connect <laughs> with the individual athlete who's presenting, you know, the, the brand. And I think that's, that's a, a good, a good way to think about, Oh, right. nobody, nobody liked, you know, button liked my, my thing that I spent all this time making. And I, I do spend a lot of time trying to figure out how to not do all the stuff that I don't want to do around the things that I do mm -hmm. like doing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and a lot of building a lot of fancy social media is a lot. I don't like doing that. So I'm just yep. like, yep, paste, post, if you know, here you go off. Yeah. So. yeah, no, I think that's, yeah. And also just coming to terms with the fact that like you're, not everyone's going to like you and you shouldn't be out to try to make everyone like you because ultimately that's just going to make your life miserable. So it's just like, don't worry even about like, I, at least in my point, I mean, some people are in a different place where I'm at right now. I don't care about how many people follow me or like what I'm doing. I'm just like, I've cared about that stuff for too long. And I'm just like, I'm just going to focus on like what I want to do and who I am as a person. And if nothing becomes of that, I don't mm. really care. <laughs> it's like, I yeah, just Yeah, and if you can't. care about the social, I mean, not that we're, let's, I'll, I'll rail on social media all day long if you want to, but rather than focusing on the thing that I can't control, which is like mm -hmm. there's an algorithm between me and the people who are following anyway. Mm -hmm. So rather than focus on this thing that I literally have no control over, maybe what I should do is just do the thing that I enjoy and people exactly. that resonate with some and not others. But yeah, yeah, because it's like the whole, I mean, you you try to make content and you're just like, okay, well, if I'm going to take this seriously, I have to do all these. And I'm like, how is this any different than like a I don't normal take job, this seriously, right? but I'm not getting paid for it. So why don't I just make it something that I enjoy? enjoy. And then the people that are supposed to be there are going to end up there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think you mentioned the gym. So tell me uh, like, Sorry, sometimes I, I think I should have like a hand signal, like I'm turning left. Oh, no, that's how my brain works. <laughs> I work really well on switching topics. Oh. Tell me about edge movement. <laughs> Great. Okay. Um, that was an experience. Oh, my God. Okay. So, <laughs> so I was going to say, what's the biggest lesson you learned? Right. Keep that. Oh so go ahead. Oh, my God. It's. Whew. Okay. So. I was kind of in a place where obviously I'd finished school and I had just finished uh, my contract with Cirque du Soleil and I still love performing, but it was in this point where it's like performances are great, love them, but they are still in the entertainment industry, which the entertainment industry is very inconsistent. I mean, you cannot work for two years and then you can be working for like two years straight back to back. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I don't know, like just not a good like financial, like security, you know, <laughs> okay. it's good for enjoy enjoyment. And some people do find that. But also for me, it was like, I didn't want it to be at the point where it was full financial security because like when I was doing that full time and that was like, that was it. It's exhausting. Like physically, mentally, you're not really moving in the ways that all the ways that you want to move, you know, you're just like doing this, this set thing. Um, and so I was like, okay, I need something a little bit more stable. And like most of my experience was obviously movement. Um, so got together with some people. My parents were like super, just the best. They, you know, supported me all the way. My dad signed as the, um, oh my God, really? What is it called? 
guarantor and <laughs> my uh my mom took out some of her home equity so that we could like actually build do a build out we were looking for a space for like probably like two years and we finally found a spot we were supposed to be subleasing this like 3,500 square foot area out of this like bigger place. But it was perfect. It was literally perfect. And um, we're going through with all of it and we're like about to sign the lease. It's like the day before. And the lady who was like renting the whole space, just like, we're out, we're moving to California. <laughs> oh. I mean, this lady had a track record. She was crazy. But yeah, it was just like ditched everything. And the landlord's like meeting up with us when we're supposed to be signing the lease and she's just gone. And he's like, all right, well, you either sign the whole lease or no yeah. space. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, oh my God, like this is not a good idea, but we've been looking for like two years. Okay. The difference is 3,500 square feet versus uh, almost 12,000 square feet. So a little bit of a jump there. <laughs> um, paying like 3,000 a month up to uh, like, 12, 13,000 a month. So we're like, okay, I don't know. You know what? Sometimes you're just excited and probably not being completely logical. And I was like, we got this. We got this. Oh, so we signed it. Um, and then our, obviously our first thing was like uh, trying to get subleasers in there. So we got like a, a rhythmic gymnastics program who was taking up a little bit of space, but we were still paying like seven or 8,000, which for a, a startup parkour gym. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's a large thing right away. Yeah. So that was that was rough. I mean, we were just like working to pay the landlord essentially. Um and then we get about like two years ish, two and a half years, something like that in. Oh wait, no, that's a lie. That was right after we started. Okay, so like a month or two in, a few months in. And we're like, we're starting to see the like, okay, we we just like working around the clock, like really putting in all the effort. We're starting to see the trend go up. Oh, it's COVID. Okay, so <laughs> COVID happens, force close. Our landlord was not such a nice guy. Uh, we had to pay full rent the whole time we were closed, even though we didn't have any, obviously any clients allowed in the space. Okay, and then COVID happens. We open back up and you know, really working, get back into the groove, like starting to see the trend go back up again. And then our lease is up and he decides to sell the building to someone who's <laughs> going to use the building. Those are all the negative things. I just like get out of the way. <laughs> but the positives, like actually COVID ended up being a little bit of a blessing in disguise because everyone was in that position. And so we had like a, a volleyball team who also needed to rent space because of COVID. So they rented our whole back area. It made rent way more affordable for the last bit of time. So we're able to catch up a little bit on like back rent, things like that. Um, and then after he sold the building, it was kind of like, uh, we, you know, it was a, also another kind of blessing in disguise just because the market is absolutely insane. Like when we were looking at places after that, we found spaces that were less than half the size, totally trashed for like double the rent. Hmm. So, you know, post COVID's not when you want to be renting. So we uh, ended up actually um, moving full outdoors. So Richard, 
I don't want to say his last name because I'm going to say it wrong. It's like Skorowski. He's going to hate. He's going to kill me. He's like my friend. I literally, but I don't know anybody's name. It's not an offensive thing. I like, I think it's Richard Skorowski. But he has, uh, he was like, he ran a full outdoor program out in Hawaii. And we had just brought him in as a coach, like right before we got kicked out and he was like no let's try this let's like try the outdoor thing because we like kind of talked about it but we we're like nah and so he really like pushed us to just give it a try and kind of took the lead on that transition and yeah we've been full outdoor since uh we went through we moved out in like july and then we went through that that winter like all winter i think we only closed two days in the winter yeah. Because particularly it was like, egregious weather, right? Yeah, which was state crazy. declared an emergency. Okay, fine, we'll stay. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was cool, but it's like a lot of people actually really appreciated the outdoor program because it's like not very common anymore, and kids aren't getting outdoors, and they're always on their devices. And I think it was something that was just like, okay, they're indoors all the time. They're at home, and then they go to school, mm-hmm. and then they go to their you know whatever indoor thing, and they go back home. And so it's like a lot of parents were really excited to have this opportunity for their kids to be outside hmm. two questions what's yeah. edge movements domain name all right thank you <laughs> it's a uh, edge mvmnt.com and then that's the same for all the handles and everything like that terrific yeah. uh, and then my second question is it also sounds like so i've, I've had a couple of businesses and done a couple of things um it also sounds like another takeaway from your story is all the hard work that you did uh, what I call like the infrastructure stuff, you know, like, oh, we got a bank account. Oh, we got insurance. Oh, we got like, you figure all that stuff out. That stuff winds up working no matter what you do. So right. when you pivot, it's like, yeah, but we still, okay, we can do that. We, you know, the bank, we still have a way we can move money around. We can take payment from students. We can figure out how to have signed waivers and things. Um, and I, I think my, I'm wondering what your, your thoughts are on this is I think I sometimes see small groups try to cut the corner on that stuff because it's like behind the scenes. Oh, we don't need that. We can just have classes. And it sounds like you guys went through a lot of effort and a lot of that effort was that infrastructure stuff to do it right. I'm Mm -hmm. just wondering like, you know, if you were giving people suggestions, like which is first the chicken or the egg, or is it start outdoors? Yeah. I mean, and actually our original plan was to be outdoors. We were like, then we got the van and I knew I wanted to build out the van as like a a living space at some point. But I was like, for now, we'll use this to transport equipment. But having equipment, like giant parkour equipment in a van and just moving it in and out a few times, I was like, no, this is going to (laughs) be terrible. (laughs) Don't want to move the giant boxes in and out of the van every day. Um, But I think like starting smaller would have been obviously, but just like even outdoors with no equipment, you know, and then you can move into like smaller ground rails, things like that. And then, you know, once you already have the funding, you go into the space. That would have definitely been the um, smarter way to do it. But I wasn't fishing for an insult. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, I feel like honestly, though, there was nothing I don't ever, I basically don't regret anything in my life. I try to live my life that way because you do the best with what you know and what you have at the moment, generally. As long as you're doing that, that's all you can do. And there's always something to learn from the experience. And honestly, like the what I've learned the most from is hardship. Like the, w- the relationships that are hard, you know, like personal, romantic, the like business relationships, like all of those create really good learning opportunities. And if you can like 
try to like take the emotion out of it and be like, okay, I really did actually learn a lot from that. And I appreciate that that forced me to like change in a way or grow in a way or show up in a way that I didn't know I was able to. Then I think like it's all worth it. We get one chance to be here. We're doing our best. It's all we could do. <laughs> Sounds like you're also making a good point about don't try to do it alone. <laughs> no, I would not have done it alone for sure. I was definitely like, I need to have somebody. But even yeah, I I don't like doing solo projects. I can, but I prefer Yeah, how do you get out of your own head, right? Because it's like if you have a partner, a business partner or a romantic partner or somebody that you're supposed to be working on the thing, at some point you have to take all the spaghetti mess in your head and try to, you know, show it to somebody else. And that things get real when you have to like narrow it down to the words you can say or the things you can type. Oh yeah. Like um, I wouldn't have been no chance if like my parents weren't supporting and on board, there's no way. And like and even like uh, Lennon, Shannon, he's my boyfriend. He does parkour too, but he kind of stepped in full as well and just like really helped out. And without that, there's no way. And so that's something I like, I just continue. And like when we pay, like when we pay our coaches, we pay them as much as we possibly can. Like most of our money goes to coach, like, great. Coach, yeah. And we want to continue that trend and like because you know it takes longer we, we still have a lot of like debt that we have to pay off and we're like slowly doing it but it's like priority number one is like the people that are working are getting paid well because i, I mean there's just things this thing in life where it's like dude if i didn't come from the background that i did i wouldn't have had that opportunity anyway and so mm -hmm. just because these people didn't come from that background doesn't mean they don't get the opportunity to like they're doing work now too so they get paid for that i don't know that was kind of just like that was like a big I, thing when we opened I, this space. moral yeah. high road you know there's always, moral high road is less crowded and should be taken more often i agree with you <laughs> yeah that was that was the hard part i think too is like with the gym i think we could have done it better and made it work faster if we were willing to just like hire a bunch of teenagers to work for less money but like mm. we're just you know i think i mean and even now but it's like we don't appreciate teachers enough in this society and especially in something like parkour where it's like as a coach you become really a mentor and someone that these kids really look up to so i think that mm. needs to be uh, paid attention to a little bit more <laughs> yeah i would definitely agree um anything else top of mind for you i have lots of random off-the-cuff questions i can ask but i always like to just go to the well with the bucket and be like anything you want to bring up while we're <laughs> Yeah, um, let's see. I guess. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. It's all good. You don't have you don't have to perform. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's um I particularly fond of the question, what's something that people get wrong about you? Hmm. Ooh, okay. Um, I think, I mean, I like, I, I feel like people might think that I'm a little bit meaner than I am. I don't know. <laughs> like, that's something that I've gotten a few times. People are like, oh, I thought you were going to be really like snooty and mean. I don't know. It's like, this might just be from like two videos that were circulating on the internet of me. <laughs> and that was where everyone formulated their opinion. But, um, there's like the a Bales reel that was out there and um, some other video that I was like doing a pretend snooty thing in. 
And I just get that a lot for some reason. Or maybe it's because I have RBF. I don't know. But I'm not <laughs> mean. I'm actually... I'm also just really awkward. So if I seem off-putting, I'm probably just being awkward. Don't mind me. I'm panicking right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I'm really accepting and I'm really nice. And I make an effort to try to make people feel comfortable around me because I was the weird bullied kid growing up. So I don't ever want anyone to feel misplaced mm. around me. Not mean. <laughs> That's really it. That's a that's a good point. All right, I, I'm watching our time slip. I, I will just say, and of course, the final question: three words to describe your practice. Okay, um, creative. I always like to be creative in things that I do. Um, diverse, obviously. I like to do a lot of different things, and I had another word. I was like, don't forget to say it, and now I'm forgetting to say it. <laughs> oh man. Okay. I mean, I the it, intentional is a word that comes to mind, but I don't think I'm very intentional. <laughs> I think it just sort of happens. But but intentional, I guess, in the way that I'm like very aware of my body and I'm always trying to like pay attention to like not overworking certain certain things and like recovery and making sure I'm taking care of myself and eating healthy and all of that. So we're just gonna go with that one. <laughs> Terrific. I say that often because I mean it. Thanks. Um, I think intentional is a great word. Um, just saying. <clears throat> so uh, thank you for taking the time. It took us a little while to find, get our schedules to line up. I, I went away on vacation at one point. Sorry. Um, so thank you for joining me this afternoon for a chat. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. I'm going to, can I tag my, or put in my, my actual personal Sure. Instagram? Absolutely. So how do people get in touch with you? Uh, it's, Araya spelled super complicated. A U R A I Y A Madrid M A D R I D. Um, that's my handle. So pretty much on on any of those socials. <laughs> cool. And of course, yeah. Edge Movement E D G E M V M N T. Yep. No vowels. Yep. <laughs> Sometimes I can remember things. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much, Araya. It was a pleasure. We've never met before, so it was great to get a chance to talk to you and meet you. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks.